I just find out in my heart that who is like unto my God? When we worship him, we worship him for who he is, for what he can do, for what he has done before. You know, it, it, which means the worship we are giving this morning is coming from our heart. And if it is coming from our heart, one of the reasons why we are doing it is because he's the only person, you know, on earth and in heaven that is known, you know, to be in charge of all things. <laughs> no man on earth can claim that he's in charge of everything except God. Our God has all the power. Nobody has that. Our God has all the ability. Nobody has that. Our God has all the knowledge. Nobody has that. You know, that's why the, he is called omniscience, omnipotent, and um, om, om, omni what again? Om, uh, omniscience, omnipotent, omniscience, omniscience, yes. The God that is present everywhere. The good omnipotent that God that has all the power. You know, the God that have all the knowledge, all the power, the God that sees, the God that knows, the God that is everywhere. I mean, he has all the abilities. And fortunately, by the grace of God, we are connected to him. In fact, not just that we are connected, we know him. He, he, he is our father. He has adopted us as his sons. He has adopted us as his daughters. So he, this morning is a thing of joy and uh, it's a thing of beauty as we worship God, as we look up to him. I, I just, it just, it just further strengthened, you know, what God has laid upon my heart, you know, to share this morning, to share this morning. Uh, we have worshipped him, we have referenced him, and um, it's we must put our faith in what we have done this morning. Amen. We must put our faith in that reference. We must put mm -hmm. our faith in that honor. That we do not honor him in just with our mouth. We honor him from the depth of our heart. We honor him. We appreciate him. We've, we've sang many songs, you know, to praise him, to acknowledge him, to adore him. You know, this morning. Which shows that hey, we believe you, oh God. We believe all that you, uh, what you say you are. We believe you can do what you say you can do. We believe you know all that you say you know. So it, it's it, it's it's a theme of joy this morning as I share from from the book of Luke. I'll be sharing from from the book. Okay, let me share from Second Kings. Let, let me make Second Kings my principal. Sharing this morning, Second Kings. I just love the Lord. I love that man of Galilee. For he has done so very much for me. He has forgiven my sins and sent the Holy Ghost. I love that man of Galilee. Hallelujah. Amen. And it came to pass when they were gone over that Elijah, uh, that Second Kings chapter 2 from verse 9, Second Kings chapter 2 from verse 9, 
Second Kings from chapter 2, verse 9. And it came to pass when they were gone over that Elijah said unto Elisha, Ask what I shall do for thee. Ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. Let a double portion. Now, when Elisha was asking this question, was he asking the double portion from Elijah or from who? Because if a man has one car and you ask him to give you two cars, that would be a problem. A man has two euro, you I mean one euro, and you said he should give you two euro. Uh, we always say a man can give only what he has. And yes, that's true. When it comes to man, he can only give what he has. And the reason why we say that is because he does not have everything. There's no man on earth that has everything. It's only God that has everything. And so when you ask him some things, he may not be able to give you because himself doesn't have it. So, but somehow, Elijah looked at him. You're asking double of what I have. I have something that I should give you twice of it. How, can, how, how possible it is? Then the man looked at him in the first instance and said, well, there's no, this is not a big deal. What you're asking for was given to me by God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> it's God that gave me this one portion. Now you're asking for two portions of that. That same God that gave me this one portion he is the only one who can give you two portions. So Elijah said, you have asked for a difficult thing. He said, what you have asked for is very hard. It's a hard thing. And people hardly ask for things like that. But he said, nevertheless, I may not be able to provide it. Uh, you may think that I have all the anointing. I may not be able to provide it. I may not be able to give to you what you are actually asking me of. But at the same time, what you are asking for is not impossible. It may be difficult. It may be hard. It may look like hopeless or helpless. But at the same time, as long as the one who gave it to me, you see me when he's taking me away, he's able to give to you too. You know, uh, whatever it is that um, uh, you desire from him, he gave it to me and he can give you your own. That's, it's, it's not going to be an issue between me and you. If he gave me this, he can give you as well. Which leads me to where, where my mind is really going this morning. My mind is going to the aspect of God, the God, the God our Father, who is still the same God who is still the same God. Elijah had understanding of his workings. Elijah had understanding of his manifestations. Elijah had the understanding of his ways, like the difference between Moses and the Israelites. The Bible said the people of Israel, they saw the miracles, they saw the power, they saw the demonstration. But Moses knew the way. And that was why 
Moses believed God could do anything. When God asked him to raise the, the, his rod over the Red Sea, he didn't say, what kind of uh, play or joke is that? He carried it out and it worked for him. People of old, what separated them from us was the, the kind of confidence they reposed in God, the kind of trust they reposed in God. In this generation, we know how to elogize God. We know how to how to how to roll. Let me roll on the floor. Let me just roll. Let me let me worship him. Let me glorify him. But from the depth of the depth of the depth of our hearts, how much faith do we put in our God? I asked us this morning, what is it that you can believe God for? Can you still believe God for a miracle? Can you still trust God for something that is hard? For something that is difficult? Can you still trust that God is able to do it? That God is able to bring it to pass? We are in a generation that we Google everything. You know, we try to check on the internet. We, we just uh, Google it and we, we bring you the answer. But there are still many things that Google cannot find the answer to. It cannot detect the spirit. It cannot, uh, Google cannot perform miracles. Google is garbage in, garbage out. It's what to load there that it will upload for you. So, but the God that we have come to reference and acknowledge this morning, do we believe in, as we reference him, as we elogize him and call him all the names, do we believe that is the answers to those names? Jehovah Jireh, the one who provides. Jehovah Nisi, the Lord our strength, the Lord our banner. Jehovah Shalom, the Lord our peace. Jehovah Rapha, the Lord our healer. Do we still, do we, as we sing, Jehovah Rapha, is the Lord. Jehovah Rapha, is the Lord. Jehovah Rapha, is the Lord. Is the Lord that he led thee? Do you still believe this God heals today? God still heals today. And oh, we can get healed in the hospital. But there are cases in the hospital that that um, uh, they've not been able to solve. And, you know, sometimes they say, well, they switch off and all that. You know, I, I, each time I went to U.S., I, I, I stayed in... I used to stay in the house of a, a brother who is a chaplain, you know, in the in the hospital. And um, they would call him and say, well, you know, we're about to switch off this, you know, that. And then he would, he, he would begin to address the relations, you know, of the of the patients, began to address them, encourage them, preach to them, you know. You know, he said, he as a pastor, he said, sometimes... He, feel, he feels so helpless. He feels that, let me just lay hands now. And this person that the doctors have given up, let me just lay hands and this person comes alive. I say, bro, it's possible. We've seen cases that have been given up by men and God still do miracles. You know, maybe sometimes, you know, we, 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 we are in a world that we feel, well, man has limits. Yes, man is limited, but God is unlimited. unlimited. And yeah. God is still what he says that he is.
God can still do what he says he can do. Now, when we, when we see cases that are, are hard, let me just begin to break them down. Because maybe something doesn't make sense to you. You know, it is true that are things that will not make sense to us, but it makes sense to God. It doesn't make sense to you again because there's no need. You know, we often say that um, you cannot eat your cake and have it. <laughs> well, I, I, I want to point out that your theology this morning or whatever, whether it's philosophy or whatever, that you can eat your cake and still have it <laughs> if it is with God. And how do I say so? Why do I say so? What about the disciples? They, they said, we have just two pieces here and, uh, I mean, five slices of, of bread here and two pieces of fishes. And Jesus said, bring it and break it and give to the people. They were eating and the thing was multiplying. So if man say you cannot eat your cake and have it, God, God, God is saying something different. He said, give it to them, break. They were breaking and giving and the thing was multiplying. They were eating, the thing was multiplying to the point that what was not enough for one person, what was not enough for one person, brethren, 5,000 eggs, what was not enough for one person, and they still had 12 baskets left. 12 baskets they carry left from two pieces like that. So they were eating and having. It was multiplying. So some things, so... It doesn't. It looks as if it doesn't make sense. You can eat and have it. That's what we say. But Jesus said, "Give to them. Let them continue to eat." And as they were eating, they were having. They were eating. They were. The thing was multiplying. The thing was increasing. When the Holy Spirit gave me this and said, "Many of your sayings are not relevant to me. Many of your sayings. Many of the things that you say. Many of the things that you believe. Many of your philosophies are." I mean, I mean, uh, only operate in the realm of men. But in the realm of God, there is nothing like you can eat your cake and have it. In the realm of God, there is nothing like impossibility. It's not in the dictionary of God. In the dictionary of heaven, the word impossible does not exist there. Because the Bible says, with God, nothing shall be impossible. So some things may not make sense, and we look at it. But this man said, nevertheless, you're asking for something hard. You're asking for something difficult. You're asking for, but if you believe, if you can see me when I'm going, why not? God is going to give it to you. So some, some things may not make sense, but because they don't make sense, does not may not make sense with man, but it makes sense with God. Because it, it, it's a, uh, uh, the Bible says God is not a man. Mm. So the God we have so much reference this morning, the God with so much worship this morning, is not a man which means he does not operate like man, which means he is not limited as man is limited. And thank God that, you know, we have found favor in his side to the point that he has received us as his adopted children, in fact, as his beloved children, you know. So when we say impossible, the, the other thing, we, the first thing is that the thing doesn't make sense. No, no, it doesn't make sense. Forget about it. It's impossible. Number two, when we can't figure it out, well, we cannot figure out how it will work because 
we as human beings, we like to figure things out. Oh, how will it work? Okay, if we mix this one, we mix this one, we'll get this one. But if we mix this one, this one, we can't get this one. So it, it doesn't work. It it can't work. It, it's 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 not. You know, we cannot. It, you know, we, we 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 are not aware of the formula that can make it work. Because everything works by formula, science, everything, calculations, it works by formula. There's formula for everything you want to calculate. Those who are manufacturing drugs, even those who are mixing concrete, there's a formula. You know, uh, they say one, two, one, two, four, which means uh, uh, one measure of cement to two measure of sand and to four measure of, of stones. Everything is calculated. Everything, almost everything we do, you know, there's calculation, there's formula, you know, to, to for us to get to the answer. And when we as human beings, we can't find the formula, we can't relate to how the things will work, we can't rationalize it, we can't, it doesn't make sense to us. You know, number three, we say it doesn't follow logic. It doesn't follow logic. You know, this thing doesn't follow logic. No, it's not logical. I mean, so let's discard it. But we are dealing with God, the Father, the owner of our life, our creator and maker, who does not work with logic, who does not work with formula. He said, no, man works with formula. Man believes in formula. Man believes in calculation. But he doesn't. He's just God. And to anything that he wishes comes to pass. Anything that he wants to do, obey him. Anything that comes to his heart, he made it possible. So, so that's his ways. He said in his word that his ways are different from our ways. He said as east is far from the west. That is how his thought, his actions, his ability, his power, his capability is completely far from our own. So when in our hearts of hearts we are saying it's impossible, it cannot be done, it doesn't make sense, we cannot figure it out, it's not logical, well, we don't know the formula to apply or to use over such matter. He is just the master over things that are not logical. He's just a master over over equations that we cannot, uh, we cannot find the, the, the formula to. It has not happened before. Number five, it has not happened. Number one, I said, when things don't make sense, people say it's impossible. Number two, I said, when you can't figure it out, how it will work, you said it's impossible. Number three, when you say maybe it doesn't follow logic, it's not logical. It's not logical. No, it doesn't make sense. It's not logical. Let's, let's discard it. Three, number four, I said, when you are unaware of the formula to use, there's no formula to, to use what, what formula, how, how do we calculate this? How can we arrive at the answer? Because as human beings, we always want to work things out to arrive at the answer. You know, number five, I say, when it has not happened before, well, we say there's no precedent to this. Uh, but the scripture says, I mean, God says in his word that I will do a new thing. I will do a new thing. So right. even when it's not been done before, that does not mean that cannot be done. Because God himself has said, I will do a new thing. So how many of us are expecting something that has not been done, something that has no precedence, which can be done? Several times on this uh, forum, I've shared some testimonies with us of things that have been concluded that said cannot be done, things that men say, well, it's over. And then it begins, I mean, I mean the, 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 the law began thing about it. So if it, it, that, the fact that it has not happened before, 
does not make it invalid. It, it has not happened before. God can make it happen. God said, I will do a new thing. And God is still doing a new thing. And God can still do a new thing. Number six, I say when it is against, <clears throat> when it is against established laws, when it's against established laws, maybe laws of science. Science has its laws. Where the law of poli uh, political laws, remember, uh, you must be a citizen, you must be this, you must be that. But Daniel wasn't a citizen when he became the prime minister. Mordecai was not a citizen when he became the, the prime minister. Uh, Moses, you know. So, and all that. There's, there's nothing God wants to do that he cannot do. Maybe he doesn't follow the law of economics, law of demand and supply, law of this and that and all that. We look at laws around us. We look at the norms. We look at the you know, normal practice around us and say, well, this doesn't look, it's not in line with this. But the, 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 the Bible says in Hebrews 13 verse 8, it says, it is the same yesterday, today, and forever. In Malachi chapter 3 verse 6, the Bible says, I am the Lord, I change, change not. not. I change not. You know, science, as we know, forbids anyone walking on water. That science forbids anyone walking on water. What science does, does, science does not approve for anyone to walk on the water because the surface of water, you know, is not what it cannot retain the weight of any man, you know. So anything that is heavy that gets there, he goes down. So when a man steps on it, he has to go down. That's what science said. But Jesus stepped on the water and he began to walk on the water. And somebody said, well, it's a spirit. And call upon him, say, Jesus, are you the one? Yes, Peter. He said, yes, I am the one. He said, okay, if you are the one, bid me come. And, and Jesus said, come. Began to walk, begin to walk. And the man began to walk. It defies science. That science up to today has no explanation for that. How it happened. How Jesus made a platform on the water and began to walk. Nobody can explain it. Is something that cannot be explained. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Jesus did that. He walked up. He walked on the water. In Second Chronicles chapter twenty, verse twenty, you know, he said, "Believe in the Lord your God. Believe in the Lord your God." That's what the Bible says. The prophets of old, the kings of old, after the prophecy of how God was, the people did not have weapon to win their battle. They didn't have all that it takes to win their battle. And the, 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 the prophet of God said, when God was, God was going to intervene, that you serve a living God. You serve a father that cannot abandon you in the midst of the battle. He will intervene. It is true, you are already in the battlefront, and you don't have what it takes to fight the battle. But the God who you serve, the God whom you have worshipped this morning, the God whom you have called upon this morning, is great enough to fight our battles for us. He said, How? He said, Believe the Lord. God has spoken. God has spoken. Believe Him. Believe the Lord your God and you will be established. He said, Believe in His prophet and you will prosper. So, how many of us are expecting this morning? How many of us are trusting God for a miracle this morning? How many of us can look up to God and say, Wow, Lord God Almighty? I, I believe your servant this morning. I believe with you all things are possible. I believe your words. 
chariots don't fly, you know. But the, 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 the chariot of uh, the chariots of Elijah soared into the I mean into the sky and never returned. It defies the law of gravity. The law of gravity says everything that goes up must come down. But the chariots of Elijah went up to heaven. Chariots don't fly. Chariots can run on the ground. They are not made, made to fly. But it, God was the one riding it. It was the spirit of God that was riding on that chariots. It is, is capable of making you know, the chariots to do anything that he desires to do. That's why the chariot that's supposed to be running on the ground began to fly in the sky. And gravity could not pull it down. Gravity could not bring it down. I am trusting God this morning that God will do something for someone here. Amen. That they go and open a chapter, heal someone, deliver someone, Amen. make a provision for someone that, that is beyond what man can comprehend today in the mighty Amen. name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Elijah said, nevertheless, nevertheless, it doesn't matter what the condition is. It doesn't matter what science have said about it. It doesn't matter what the law of economics have said. It doesn't matter what the law of common sense. You know, there's a law of common sense. There's a law of common sense. You know, so it, it, it's it, 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 it's unheard of. You know, according to Archimedes principle, metal or iron cannot swim in water. They don't. That's what Archimedes says. It can't happen. You know, he doesn't. If not, you now try it. You know it will not happen for for iron to 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 float on the uh, on on the surface of water. But Elisha, you know, the thing went down. The axe head went down and went inside the mud in the water. Every water is muddy down down, and then the thing went inside. And the man took a stick in his hand. The man who believed God, the man who trusted in God, when he drew that stick inside that what he believed that was an invisible hand that took that stick, you know, right to the place where the axe was and where the, the you know, the axe put it inside it and threw it up. That was an invisible hand. It didn't just happen. It defied the law of physics. It defied the law of Archimedes principle. For 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 a, a wood, a float. I mean, supposed to float, but it went down. Not only did it go down, how did it locate? How did it know the direction? How did it know the placement? How did it know? Because the thing will have been muddy, will have been stuck in the mud. But the stick went inside and entered into the hole of the axe. And not only that, he brought the axe up, not only that, he brought it to the banks of the river. When God is involved in a thing, in a matter, it's completely different from what science. Science don't have answer to the workings of God. Philosophy does not have a, a foothold where God is standing. So, and this, these are the things we stand on. These are the things that, you know, that we base our life principles on. But we are children of God. We must begin to live by the principles of what our God is able to do. Like that scripture I wanted to read, I mean, Luke chapter 5, as I begin to round up. Luke chapter 5, from verse 4 to 6. 
Luke chapter 5 from verse 4 to 6. It was the case of, of Jesus Christ, you know, approaching Peter, getting his sheep, and, um, you know, Peter obliged him and gave him the sheep, and Jesus preached. After Jesus had preached, Jesus felt, well, it's to said to him. You know, the God we serve, we always say to us, it's not, it's not the, it's not the one that want to use us, use and don't. You know, God is not, is not man. The scripture says in, uh, is in Numbers twenty three verse nineteen. Now, God is not mm-hmm. man, so He is not a use and don't. So He used the, the vessel of Peter and wanted to reward him. As I believe that your waking up this morning is attracting a big reward from heaven in the mighty Amen. name of Jesus. Amen. So, so Jesus told him, okay, launch into the deep, bold man. Ah, he says, sir, <laughs> when you came, we have already come out of this ship because we, the, 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 day, the, day, the day is broke already. The day has broken already and um, there's nothing we can do. We, the fishes is in the night. They come out. So it's, um, sir, it, this is not the time. This is not the time to fish. We, we are professionals. You know, it is true. You are a professional. You know your job. You are good at what you do. But there are still some things that you can't get done in that, in that work that you do, that only God can help you to accomplish it. There are still things you know, but you cannot even understand how they work. There are things you know how they work, but there are sometimes it doesn't even work. So they might say, well, what you're asking us is difficult. The fish don't come out at this time of the day, but... Nevertheless, since you are the one who spoke, we will lay down our net. We will just obey you because <laughs> fishes obey you. They were created by you. The Bible says by you, all things were created and for you. So if you, if you said we should do something, it has to work. It has to work. And I'm telling you this morning, that thing you have given up and say cannot work. The Lord asked me to tell you this morning that it shall work for you in the name Amen. of Jesus. You are going to find help from God. You are going to find Amen. God standing by you. You are going to find that somebody listening to me this morning, there is an intervention coming for you. That there is an intervention coming Amen. for you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Something happened recently and uh, a, a pastor called me from my land. And he said, Daddy, this is this, this is that. Ah, they didn't look somehow, somehow. It was a big case, and they were to go to court. I said, Lord, please. It, he admitted to me that he was at fault. I know that. I said, but, but that there's nothing God cannot do. That's you just pray with him. And I said, Lord, you are the you are the unchanging changer. You are the one that can change all things. You are the one that can turn all bad situations around. I said, Lord, just turn this one around. I haven't forgotten the details of, you know, how he told me how God did it in the court. He was discharged. He was acquitted. He could he not believe. In fact, he, was, he came out of the court to call me and say, look, God has intervened. He didn't even believe. The whole thing just turned. In fact, he, he was so excited and happy. He told me, he said, Kai, He's just, his prayer is that they should just reduce the sentence. He knows that they will sentence him in fact, they discharge him. Nothing happened. Because God, God is, is our senior advocate. Right. He's the one that makes, the Bible says, he's sitting at the right hand of God, making intercession. 
which means he's performing advocacy for us. He's making intercession. He's telling God that you cannot condemn him. He's telling God he knows he cannot die now. He's telling God that this sickness must not stay in that body. He's telling God that this difficulty cannot continue to stare him at the face or her at the face because he belongs to our kingdom. And in our kingdom, all things are possible to all them, all of them that believe. In this kingdom that we are, nothing can be written off. In this kingdom that we are, because the God is involved in our lives, God is involved in our actions, God is involved in our activity. There is nothing that uh, you know uh, can be thrown out and say, "Well, it cannot be done again." You know. So this morning, as uh, as I begin to round it up, uh, you know, he said, "We have toiled all night." You know, so experience of failure. Failure is not final. You must have experienced failure. You must have experienced disappointment. You know, I, I, I there was a woman that um, had a divorce with the husband for nine years. And it doesn't look like uh, they were going to come back. Everything looked bleak. Everybody packed, you know, they scatter and all that. The woman used to be a member of our church and... And then we just kept on praying for her. I said, look, he said, oh, is he still want our umbo and all that? I said, oh, God is going to do it. Immediately after nine years, God brought them back again. It looks impossible. In fact, if you know about the case and how it happened, you just know, no, 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 this, they can never, they can, it's almost impossible. But God did it. And the two of them were willing to come together and they met each other. And that was all. And today, they are still together. They are married. Uh, that's what God is able to do. It, it's, it may look impossible. We may have toiled all night. You must have tried all your best. Try all your effort. Is there something you have exhausted all your energy on? Is there something you felt that you have exhausted all your wisdom or the knowledge or the experiences you have? The same thing with Peter. They've tried up to the point of even fishing naked, do everything possible to be done. But when Jesus came to the scene and asked them to do something different from what they have done, it brought results. It brought results. I have no doubt this morning that there is something heaven, you know, is dropping in your heart. You know, all you need to do is just to believe. And if you believe, it's all to become possible. Hard work is good, but hard work is not good enough. It's not good enough. It may, you have worked hard, like Peter has worked hard, you know, but... It's God that blesses. And God will bless the work of your hand this morning in the mighty Amen. name of Jesus. He said, we have tried our best. Maybe you two have tried your best. The situation defied the, the, the status, defied the experience, defied hard work. Everything you, have, you know how to do, you have done. But when Jesus came to the scene, everything became different. Everything became different. The Bible said, in the, 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 Jesus asked them, launch into the deep. Launch into the deep. And when they did what Jesus asked them to do, they didn't need to toil. They just needed to obey. Some things will be coming to you this morning. Maybe God may be speaking some things. All you, maybe you have, you have abandoned that thing. You say, mm -mm, I'm not going that line again. I've closed that chapter. And as the word of God is coming this morning, God is saying, open that chapter. We open up to me. I've not closed it. I've not closed the matter. 
as far as Peter was concerned, the chapter was closed and he was not going to open the page. But when Jesus came in, he opened for him a new chapter. I pray for someone this morning, that chapter you have closed, I pray that God will open a new chapter Amen. for you in the name of Jesus Christ. That matter you think is impossible, it, it may be health, it may have to do with your health, may have to do with your finances, may have to do with your relationship, it may have to do with, with um, your profession, and it looks as if hey, it cannot be done. Like a, a, a brother that, you know, was writing an exam, writing an exam, has been sitting for that exam for uh, quite a while. And um, he, asked, he, he said, I, we should pray together. He said, this is his last opportunity, you know, to write this exam. I said, Lord, <laughs> this last opportunity, he must not fill this one. And thanks be to God. I think the third day he called me. And he said, and he screamed on the phone. I said, ah. well, I said, what happened? He said, he has passed. I said, I know you will pass because I've asked God to intervene on your behalf. As you are listening to me this morning, I have asked my God to intervene on your behalf. I've asked God to step into that situation you have given up. I've asked God to to come into that thing that is very hard, that is very difficult, that thing that you think has no solution. I have called upon my God this morning, and He is going to be the solution to that matter. He's going to He's going to bring support, He's going to bring healing, He's going to bring deliverance to you, He's going to supply all your needs. The Bible says, My God, the God that I serve, He shall supply all your needs according to His riches in glory. So this morning, as we begin to pray, let's begin to pray let's begin to talk to god let's let's i just want you to open your heart to god this morning concerning that which you have given up some concerning that which is difficult concerning that which is hard god is able to do exceedingly abundantly above what you can ask is there any straight child that i will run away from a house there's a brother over there in in, in america in new york the child ran away from home they, they, nobody could trace him nobody was into gang into into alcoholism drug and so many things you know but <laughs> with incessant prayers the boy came back home on his own came back, lie down before the father said, like the prodigal son there's nothing God can do let's not give anyone up let's not give any case up as long as our father is involved as long as God is involved with us he said with God nothing shall be impossible this morning I want, I'm talking about the impossible cases of our life the hard knots of our life the very very difficult situation, the very very difficult things that we are, we are no longer looking at. There's some things we have abandoned like like Peter have come out of his ship. He, he had washed his net. He has changed his dress. He was on his way home and Jesus said, go back. Go back. The Lord is saying the same thing to you. Don't give it up. Don't give it up. Keep your hope alive. Keep that hope alive. Jesus, so break it. Jesus, so break it. 
that is giving you commands. Let my God fix it. Fix it this Father, Lord God, you are. To you be all the glory. To you be all the honor. 
will you be all the adoration. Thank you, faithful Father. Blessed be your holy name. Things are possible to them that believe. And we believe this morning. That's why we worship you. That's why we spend all the time praising you. Because we know you are capable. You are more than able. Thank you, Lord, for fixing it. Thank you for making this right. Glory and honor to your holy name. In Jesus, the most precious name we have prayed. Amen.